I mean, Obscura for me, it's like life-changing already. Since I got there, it, it's been like a short period of time and it's already made so much big changes in my life and making my dreams come true. Like now it's like my first big sale and then you're yeah. having a book and then this community and being part of this community is the most important part of me for me because I'm being able to get to know these photographers now and being close friends with them and, you know. Welcome to the Digital Twin Podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with artists, collectors, and brands about how they're navigating the broader crypto ecosystem and how you can be a part. I'm Adriana Soderwright. And I'm Natalie Soderwright. And we're on a mission to empower our listeners to engage with crypto in both the digital and physical worlds. Welcome to the show. Maybe we, we can start by just in terms of into your photography background, kind of diving into how you just got into photography itself. Um, and if you knew um, that it was kind of something you always wanted to pursue, is it is it kind of something you do full time? Would love to, to hear more about that. Yeah, I mean, I started when I was 10 years old, I think. Awesome. Not as a professional photographer, of course, but my parents gave me my first film camera. It was this small red film camera, analog camera. So my parents will develop my film and be like surprised with the results. They will be like, oh, she's taking some good pictures at 10. Yeah. So I I, I had this cam- that camera for a long time, but I didn't know I wanted to be a photographer. I only knew I love I love photography, yeah. but I didn't thought about being a photographer until I was way older. Yeah. So it was nice beginning to do that. I will take so much portraits of my siblings, even my dog. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I, I will that. dress my dog up. I, I, I will put little dresses and take some portraits in the bed <laughs> with my three animals. So I always was very naturally intent to do portraits. You know, I, I, I love doing portraits and shooting people more than anything. That's awesome. Yeah. And then how did you learn about um, about NFTs? What was something that kind of sparked you to to get involved in NFTs? I mean, I started to know about NFTs because of a friend. He told me to bought this to buy this street cars park in February of this year. So I was like, I have no clue what you're talking about, but we were getting into crypto. So I was like, I'll do it. I'm so into this now that yeah. I down the rabbit hole. I was on Clubhouse uh, listening to these Bitcoin maxi rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I started to, the, the rooms in Clubhouse started to develop NFT rooms and people talking about NFTs all day. And then I started to make friends from there. So it was a learning experience and also making friends that were into the same things that I was getting into. So I learned so much from there. That's awesome. I was going to say, also, I'm just noticing now that I've jumped into the sort of the Twitter NFT photography community, that's just another complete, um, you know, awesome place to jump in. Have you found, you know, you mentioned Clubhouse to start when you when you first jumped into Twitter, how did you kind of set yourself up there and try to build a community for yourself there? I mean, I wasn't paying much attention to Twitter in the beginning of when I started doing NFTs because I was so into Clubhouse back then, but the, and Twitter didn't have Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. So I was doing Twitter, but it was more like of buying NFTs and flipping. But then I was like, oh, there's a huge photography community here. And yeah. I started to follow all these photographers. I still try to do and getting photography on my Twitter feed. It was amazing because I usually didn't get that. 
Exactly. So, and then after with the Twitter spaces, I started joining all the photography spaces and listening to photographers and the community there is super nice. And it's super nice to hear all these people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then how did you decide to get involved with Obscure Dow? A friend tagged me on a tweet. I didn't know anything about Obscura, but a friend tagged me and it was like, photographers, send your submissions since the last day. And I was okay. like, well, I'm <laughs> going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know if I was going to get selected because there were only 22 spaces left. Okay. So I was a little bit late. But then when I, I got selected, a friend, my friend that got me into NFTs messaged me that, oh, we're in. He was in too because he was a photographer and I was super excited. That's awesome. That's great. And, and how has it been, you know, being a part of that community and connecting with the photographers? Like, is that something you feel is kind of irreplaceable? Like the fact that that just happened over kind of overnight for you, like, how's that experience been? I mean, Obscura for me, it's like life-changing already. Since I got there, it's been like a short period of time and it's already made so much big changes in my life. And making my dreams come true. Like now it's like my first big sale and then you're having a book and then this community and being part of this community is the most important part of me for me because I'm being able to get to know these photographers now and being close friends with them. And, you know, uh, for me, the Discord is like a super tight community. Like Osura Dao Discord is a tight community between the NFT community. So it's part of being on this community and then on this smaller community, but it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And for the for the Who We Are collection, could you talk more about what that process was like getting selected to be a part of that that you know initial launch, which is, you know, has done like an amazing job bringing so many photographers to the limelight, but um, would love to hear what that process was like for you when you joined Who We Are Collection. Well, since uh, for me to join, it was, like I said, uh, it was the last day. So I gathered some photos together and I was like, I hope they like them. (laughs) And I sent them on the Discord. So it was fairly easy because I just had to send my work and they will be like, okay, you're in. And then after I got in, it was they had different channels for all the photographers that were selected and uh, they gave us some rules like, okay, you have to photograph people in the web trip community or NFTs. Yep. And that process was easy. And then to be able to select the, the people that we were shooting to, it was, it was difficult because they had this time frame. Yeah. So we had to deliver all the photos by December 10th. So it was like 15 days to get the people wow shoot them edit and send tight timeline yeah but i usually work super good with timelines because i have add so when you give me a time frame it's like go 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 or it's not gonna happen so exactly it worked yeah and how is it like shooting your your portrait of justin um can you share more about about your relationship with him and and just that experience as well of course uh, I used to know him, uh, of course, because it's just him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I used to admire him. And then I was like, what if I ask him? I didn't have a relationship with him before the shooting him. I follow him on Twitter. He followed me on Twitter. So I was like, I can send him a message. So I might as well ask. There's nothing to lose. So I asked him and he was like, okay, what's the concept for shooting with me? And I told him, I really want to shoot intimate portraits. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people and do the on on the wherever you guys choose 
because I want you to feel at home. I want you to feel comfortable. So he was like, okay, he asked me lots of questions. Yeah. And then I ended up sending him a mood board uh, with everything detail. Okay, this is my concept. This is my visual references. This is what I want to get. And then he was like, let's make art. And I was like, That's yeah, so awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So it was amazing to shoot with him. After that, we ended up shooting at his house. It was like the front porch of, your, of his house at this little spot with beautiful lighting. He was super chill. He get, got out of his house, barefoot, uh, <laughs> just like super chill. And I was, I told him like, Justin, I'm super nervous. So he was like, you're nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then awesome. we got along after that and it was amazing to be able to shoot him and then he told me after the shoot he told me so um, am I gonna be an NFT and I, I was like yes you're gonna be an NFT that's amazing that is so amazing um so you did you fly out to you're based in Mexico right so where did you end up going for the shoot oh, I went up going to LA so I'm in Baja California so it's border town so I drove, I drove to LA to do my portraits. I did uh, four more sessions there. And then Justin was the last one. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's just goes to show how kind of welcoming people are in, in Web3. Um, I think that's, and on Twitter, too. Yeah. And on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I spoke on my first Twitter space last week. Um, okay. It was Ben Glasgow, like hosting a Twitter space. Um, and just spoke for maybe two or three minutes and noticed how many people had just followed me back just because I was talking and, and sharing some details about photography and trying to get into the NFT space. So I, I do think it's pretty crazy how, how friendly everyone is here, which I think is an awesome part of the community too. Yeah, it is, it is for sure. I mean, I've been doing Twitter spaces since this and I, I'm an introvert, so to yeah. be able to do Twitter spaces. And now I'm brave enough. I was just on a Twitter space hosting it like for four hours before this. So oh my gosh, oh my God. four hours, four hours. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one other thing just on, on Justin, we really are moved by the twin flames collection. We saw how, how much of a reach that got in the sort of NFT photography community. I think for us, the messaging of him kind of connecting with his fraternal twin sister that he had lost meant a lot to us just because, you know, we're twins and um, we have that really close bond. So getting to see him kind of, you know, he mentioned it was a way for him to reconnect with his sister in a way that he hadn't before by, by shooting. Um, so that meant a lot to us, but would love to get your, your kind of perspective on the twin flames collection and, and what you thought about it. I mean, that was what got me to the Twin Flames collection, actually inspired by it too, because the story behind it, always the story behind it, because beautiful image, those are beautiful images, but when you hear the story behind it, yeah, that's what's inspiring. That's what gets you, that's what gets people. That's what I learned from shooting portraits. Like you can do all the photos you want, but if you don't have a story behind it, you're not gonna be able to see it in the photos. So. That's what's inspiring me for me too, actually. So it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also inspired from some some of his other words, the smoke and mirrors and, you know, cognition. But, yeah. but Twin Flames is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. I think one thing I was on a Twitter spaces and 
um, the topic came up about storytelling and the way you even say things in your caption to actually kind of label your photo when you're uploading it to a marketplace. Have you thought about that as well when you're when you're thinking about the NFTs that you want to present to the world? Would you ever add sort of a story behind it um, or behind your collection? How do you think about that when you're when you're shooting and and trying to tell that story? You know, both through the picture, but potentially also through the the title and um, the caption. I went to even to photography school in I went to photography school in Barcelona to do fashion photography. And they, you, you don't think of fashion photography as having a story. But yeah. whenever we shot in the beginning without a story, the photos will be like super bad photos or super, you don't care. Yeah. But whenever we got a mood board and a story behind it, even if you don't know the story, when you see the images, you get it. Yeah. So to have that with words, I think it's very important, like to get it to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think that collection of twin flames definitely resonated with us because of that story. I think anyone could go and take, you know, portraits of twins, which are, you know, interesting and, and unique um, in themselves, in themselves. But if there's a story behind it and, and Justin's was, was a story that really resonated, I think with a lot of people um, just about kind of spiritually reconnecting to things that you might've lost. Um, and then even just the twin concept in general of, I think, you know, digital twin for us and even the platform we're kind of building is about having a digital and a physical presence. And with the NFTs that he was obviously showing to the world, it, it you know, was there's a digital component of it being on the blockchain um, on these platforms. But then there's that physical component of what photography is, which is like going yeah, out in into real the, life. Yeah, yeah, going out into the elements and shooting. So it's a really cool concept and yeah really and by it on that it's like what what do you what are your perspectives too on kind of blending the digital and physical with i know there's um going to be a book published of the who we are collection um so i'd love to get your your take on you know bringing the digital and physical together through that as well i think like to get the physical and the digital is bound to happen in the space now that it's going to be like the first book after an nft collection that's super for me. <laughs> that's oh, super that's exciting, exciting. Yeah. especially since my parents, for example, I told them a little bit about NFTs, and they are like, "Yes, of course," but they don't get it. Yeah. So to be able to give them a book and to hear, like, this is the part of the collection that I am, and you can have this book and see what I've been doing, you know, to have a physical because people will always love the physical, no matter what. And uh, I know some collectors of mine not much, but they are very into this work, but some other people are not. So uh, for me, it's very important. For me, I, I loved having prints in my house, uh, having a book, being able to have the physical. It's always been super important to me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think also when you think about just onboarding this next wave of people into the NFT and, and just broader crypto space, some aren't necessarily as technically savvy as you know the the younger generation that's jumped into this and i think when there is that uh physical component too people can actually wrap their heads around what they're owning and that ownership piece is something that they can actually hold and see which i think is you know a really important concept um to help onboard that next wave of people that might not necessarily understand just having a digital component of something um so i think I think it's really cool to see a bunch of photographers offering that um, when they do sell the NFT to say, you know, you can also collect this in in a physical form too. So 
it's it's really cool to see that it's blending um, these two worlds together. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, you could get so much more opportunities by that. I went to NFT NYC with a friend and she was giving away her physical prints with a QR, QR code on the back. So she will give away the print. And then if you want to buy it, you can you can get the NFT from this. Yeah. And then she got, so just by onboarding people in the streets, she got sales. Yeah, because QR, the QR code was there. So I think it's a very great opportunity to blend it and make the connection. Oh, no, I think it's it's super important to see ways that we can help onboard people, whether it's making them understand that there's there can be a digital and a physical component, making sure that they know they could actually pay with a credit card or a debit card if they were interested. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's a really important piece, too. Um, one yeah. No, I, I think there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of space to learn for everyone, and a lot of ways to break down some really really complex concepts and and put it into normal people terms. I think when you throw the words MetaMask, seed phrase, um, you know, like Wag me, all these <laughs> terms coming out of um, left yeah. field, it's it makes it um, feel like a exclusive community when it's really not that at all. And I think once you dive in and you go on a Twitter space, you realize how normal everyone is, but it's that kind of barrier when, when somebody first says, you know, do you know what a non-fungible token is? It's like, you don't need to explain it like that. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, there's ways to make this place a lot more um, open and friendly for those, those newbies that are coming in. So um, we hope obviously interviewing you and a lot of other collectors, photographers, um, artists. brands, artists uh, will be able to help kind of get that next wave of people interested and excited about um, about NFTs and where kind of the Web3 world is going. Yeah, yeah, we're pumped. And I think to kind of close, close out some of our, our main questions we had, would love to hear um, from your perspective, if you have a, for, for kind of photographers that are just breaking into the space, um, any any advice that you would give to them when, when they're kind of coming into Web3? I will advise them to enjoy the process because that's what you got at the end of the L, the at the end of the thing like if you enjoy the process you're gonna have great results and not do it only because of the sales when i shot justin i totally forgot it, it was supposed to be an nft and it was supposed to sell I, yeah. I was in the moment and shooting him and having a good time in the end that's what you're gonna remember i'm gonna remember that the time i shot him and that, that time i shot my friends because yeah. we had a good time we had fun making art so yeah. enjoy the process and don't get uh, all in your head about getting sales because that's when they don't come. When you stop worrying about it, trust me, I I do it. I say it because of experience. When you stop worrying about it, this is when the sales are gonna come. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's awesome advice. And yeah, I think right now, I think a lot of communities, when it's centered around making money, um, that's when you kind of run a slippery slope. It really should be about backing the artists, backing the community and, you know, doing your research and really being involved in, in what you're, what you're actually buying. So I think that's also on the, on the, from the perspective of a consumer, I think that's also super true is just to actually be doing it out of pure enjoyment for the community that you would be joining or the artists that you're purchasing from. So good advice. Yeah, no, I think it's also true. You can see when someone's being authentic or, or not too. I think, like 
I have just recently jumped into the space and I can already tell kind of who are those people that are constantly in the Twitter spaces and constantly talking or even just listening in and I'm starting to notice their profiles. And then I honestly, I won't go and follow them because I know that they're real. Yeah. They're real and they're interacting and they're excited about it versus maybe, you know, somebody that's just kind of coming in and, and trying to make a quick sale, put it on open sea and just see what happens. Um, I think it's cool when you see people really, you know, kind of grinding away in these Twitter spaces and, yeah, and yeah. putting a lot of time in there because it shows that they're really passionate about learning about NFTs, given it's such a new concept um, for a lot of photographers who are realizing, you know, they can take their work off of um, Instagram and off of certain platforms that were, you know, not necessarily giving them the revenue they deserve, but they can do it in a way that's organic coming into this, into this new space, using a new technology, like actually trying to learn. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's been cool to watch that. And that's how I learned about you. Um, you know, just, I, I saw you in a Twitter space and heard you talk and realized, you know, you are onto something really awesome. You, I think this was before your sale um oh, yeah we oh, were really? the night before your i think sale it was the night before the night your of your sale, sale. yeah we like, oh. yeah so and then i and then i saw the news and was just completely shocked so i think it's um it's awesome what you're doing and we're we're really excited to to get to know you a bit more and, yeah. and hear your story me too thank you guys <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for you know to to look at me and and be like, oh, I'm gonna reach out to this girl. So <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it. I, you had you have no idea. Uh, I was super excited. We're so glad we had the chance to have Ari come on. We hope you were able to learn something from her story as an artist entering the NFT photography space. If you're looking to get in touch with her, we've left her social info in the description below. If you're interested in learning more about Web3, you can check out digitalxtwin.io and subscribe to our newsletter. Each week, we interview artists, collectors, and brands entering the space and share additional free resources meant to help you navigate the crypto ecosystem.